Super Nintendo Sega Genesis. When I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this. Welcome, everybody, to the Screen Look of Tidecast show, where everybody has had a week. <laughs> um, but we're going to get things going here today, and we're going to talk about some of the light video game news that happened this week, and maybe a little bit about a little direct that happened. Um, so with that, let's introduce the people here on the show. As usual, we have the editor-in-chief of App Trigger, or I should say site expert um, of App Trigger, <laughs> Daniel site George. in chief. Site expert in chief, S-E-I-C. <laughs> Sounds nice. Um, I'm doing pretty good. It's... Very, very cold in the six. <laughs> on the streets. Uh, on the streets <laughs> of the six. Uh, and then also with us, we have the man, the legend, Eric Crisman. How you doing, sir? Give me all the ports. I want all the ports. Ports on ports on ports is what we're giving you today, man. Uh, I'll drink. I'll drink some port to that. <laughs> <laughs> but where's the rum, sir? Where's the rum? Um, <laughs> so with, uh, with that, you know, usually we start out with what you've been playing and I've been playing a game I didn't expect for the last, uh, couple of days or so. My nephew comes and visits and every now and then we just, uh, we want to hop on a game that we can both play that is, uh, both intriguing, intense, and keeps our attention. And that game has been Dish Jam. I didn't expect this to happen, guys. Um, have either of you played Dish Jam? That's the Windjammers wannabe, right? I've never played Windjammers, but I well, would I just, assume that's, that it is. From the, if I'm remembering <laughs> the game correctly, I've I have not played it, but I I heard good things. Yeah, I was going to say it looks like the vaporwave or de-vaporwave version of of a of a well, well Dish Jam being the you know what? Let's yeah. just move on. This is... <laughs> it's been a week. <laughs> what I'm saying uh, is that it's the original game had aesthetics, and this jam looks like uh, just arcadey fun. Yeah, it's it's exactly that. Like this jam is nothing but ridiculous. I mean, the the character animations are like. Um, have you played the uh, what's the bike game that Ubisoft publishes? Trials. Um, where you're like your character, like at the end of the match, that's like gets like thrown like a rag doll. So they have like rag doll physics in there. So whenever your character like loses the point, like you're if you're near the disc when it explodes, they like fly all over the place. Uh, and then they have like a couple special moves and things like that. But you know, it's regular. You know, a little bit of like tennis style action, but with discs. Um, but other than that. It's just a thing you can put on, play a quick five-minute match at most, and it's pretty cool. Uh, how about you, Eric? What you been playing? Uh, well, I finished the monster that was Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Thank you uh, for took, that. Took about took just over 80 hours. You can read my mostly positive review on apptrigger.com. <coughs> uh, Excuse me. It's a... I mean, it's it's got some definite flaws, but I think it's a worthwhile game for anyone looking for an RPG that might take, you know, 
most of their free time for a couple months. <laughs> we about five weeks playing every spare moment I had, which there's a lot less of during the holidays. Otherwise, it might have taken me a little less time. But um, 80 hours is still a lot of time yeah. either way. Yeah, it is a lot of time. <laughs> and um, I haven't played a whole lot more since then. I, I got a little bit into uh, Thimbleweed Park on the Switch, which um, if you like old school adventure style games, I highly recommend that one. I believe it's on sale on the Switch right now. So um, that would be a good time to pick it up. But yeah, if you like old school Maniac, Mon- Maniac Mansion, Monkey Island style, it's got a lot of good humor. Um, get only a couple hours in, but it's pretty clever so far. Cool. Cool. Oh man. I just, I am, I guess I didn't even see that this happened. It's going to be an interesting day at work on Monday, uh, with, the. it's, uh, if anyone hasn't figured it out yet, I am out of Atlanta. Uh, <laughs> so the Falcons lost earlier and I just, <laughs> I seen some of the highlights from that game and goodness gracious, um, only the Falcons. Uh, <laughs> anyway, back to relevant topics to this podcast. Uh, Daniel George, what's been up with you? What you been playing, man? Uh, not much. I've been playing Divinity Original Sin 2 with uh, Matt Becker on the Twitch.tv. Uh, that was me at D-Generator and him at Hulk Crouton. We got through the... F- first um little bit we got to fort joy and we were about to go into a dungeon that could tell you how much we were just expanding our characters talking to uh other people doing quests and just exploring like 12 or so different rooms and areas before getting into the meteor stuff uh the game's interesting because you basically, well, because it's online multiplayer, you can uh, just start a party. We can talk to each other as different characters at certain events, which I'm like, this is weird. You just be like role play as you and with another character as if they're not your also party member, <laughs> like a <laughs> like an NPC kind of. Yeah. And um. My character is a musician who gets uh, notoriety and prestige around the world as the singer, but she also has a demon with the voices inside her, and she wants to destroy them <laughs> and whoever gave her the curse. Mm-hmm. And uh, so far, we've been you know finding characters, building a party. We now have a group of four and are ready to take on adventure, and it took four hours to do two quests. It's just basically been like set selling stuff, getting into combat, not set getting set on fire, not setting myself on fire, using barrels to put fires out, uh, distracting guards while other people open up chests and be places they shouldn't be. And uh, there's just a lot of stuff you can do in that game. It's really fun. Plus, uh, in that game, I'm pretty sure. There's like a, a character who who's part of a team that kicks five field goals and still beats the Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> and it's quite remarkable that happened. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't even know. <laughs> I, I look forward to one of my coworkers. Uh, he's one of those guys who like sports means a lot. So the outcome of a game can affect everything. 
um, probably going to have less fun with the outcome of his game as you and Matt did with Divinity the Original Sin 2. <laughs> yeah, just because, like... Well, the thing is, my Green Bay Packers are not even in anymore, so they didn't even get to the playoffs. So what can I say, right? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, at least there's uh, – wasn't Rodgers hurt most of the year? Something like that? Uh, uh, yeah, he got uh, a dirty player hurt him. No, I'm joking. <laughs> and that's your Sports Talk Radio of the day. Um, there may be more of that. There's not a lot of game news. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So Play Divinity Original Sin 2. It's great. Yes, and also watch uh, Daniel and Hulk Krukton, Mr. Matt Becker. What would you say, Eric? Switch version win. I, um, man, I will. There I, at least some some sort of console version win, right? Uh, like well, PS4 and Xbox I mean, One. I think uh, I, I have the first Divinity on my Xbox. Yeah, <laughs> so it should be there eventually. I played the first one for a little bit, but yeah, I, yeah. I well, thought no, I it was a little it. more action-oriented. I, I played, I think I got, and I, I'll, I'll have to start over, but I think I got to the point where, because at least in the first one, I'm sure this is true in the second one, you can kill important NPCs that like have the keys to proceeding through the main game. And I did that so, accidentally, and then I didn't really know how to go forward anymore. <laughs> yeah, like, I, like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing now. I didn't even re- like I just did like the literally the first area like you land on a beach when you first start the first game and I played that and I haven't turned it back on again. Um, it just the the mechanics of it are not what I expected. So I definitely need a lot more time before <laughs> I go back to, to playing it regularly. Um, but yeah, so let's get this. uh Let's get this news going. Um, one that is sad but relevant um, is the swatting incident that happened in, uh, what was it, Kentucky? Um, no, Kansas. No, it was Kansas. Kansas. I don't know why I always say they switch them to. Um, but a swatting incident in Kansas where a person sent the police and told them that they had a guy with hostages or something to that effect. Uh, in a house, uh, sent them there, and then the young man ended up dying because the police um, responded uh, aggressively. And with that, uh, the man who called the police on the house that he uh, and sent the address to them was charged with manslaughter over the the swatting incident. So, um, real consequences for real stupid actions like sending the police to somebody else's house that you don't even know who lives there um but yeah man we got to leave this stuff like i don't i at at some point like now that somebody has like gone or been charged with the ability to go to jail for involuntary manslaughter uh i think that we should probably leave swatting alone maybe maybe it was always a bad idea i don't know guys you tell me (laughs) I don't thinking face (laughs) like I I don't even know how you would just person gives random address on the Internet. Oh, 
that's probably where they actually live. Let me send the police there. Not a good plot. Not a good plan. Not, not good logic. Well, and not just the it. police, because the the that was pointed out that you know SWAT are are specifically to you know deal with high tense high tension situations, and you know, and they were given descriptions of it being a very dangerous situation, and yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. not that yeah. not that I'm finding them. You know that that's. Not that, they say, not that they don't hold a lot of the blame, but... Yeah, they also were on the phone with the person while the guy who came exited the building was not with a phone. Yeah. So, but, and then they gave the excuse that, oh, uh, we're not telepathic, like, no one could radio into an officer. Uh yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, the whole thing is a terrible situation. And while I'm happy that the guy who called, or not happy, I should say, um, while Relieved? there is a sense of justice, I guess you could say, uh, with somebody being charged in the incident, I think ultimately, like, these, <laughs> it's really hard to have something like this spill over because uh, you don't want it to spill over anywhere um, out of everyday life. But the the fact that they would even have like <laughs> just telling someone that there is a hostage situation and they have like guns drawn and everything like that and then also happen to shoot like i don't know it while one guy gets charged in this it feels weird that the police response is also like it's not part of our story really to talk about that part exactly um but that's the other side of it is while yeah he did call the police somebody still had to pull the trigger so yeah uh that was the bad news for the week um that just continues to get worse but good news this week is for those who own the nintendo switch there's a lot coming your way um either from my console with the ps4 or from your console if you had a wii u or from old 360 ports think about it it's coming for you so just just go through this so coming back is dark souls remastered and that'll be coming to the switch but it also be on the ps4 and pc and xbox one um we have the world ends with you which is a port of an old ds game which I was talking to my friend earlier and <clears throat> he got a switch for Christmas from his family. And they, uh, he was really excited about this because apparently on the DS, this game was really good and the mechanics are really fun. So uh, I think that the world ends with you was probably my second favorite thing that was announced in the switch uh, conference, yeah. little mini direct or whatever you want to call it. Um, then we have Wii U ports of Donkey Kong Country, Tropical Freeze, and Hyrule Warriors, and a port of East 8, Lacrimosa of Donna. Um, then there is Kirby Star Allies and Mario Tennis Aces. And then there is new characters for Pokken Tournament. So there was a lot going on in this direct. Uh, now, anything I, in particular for you two Switch owners that you're looking forward well, to? I, I did really like um, The World Ends With You when I played it back on the DS, so I'm super interested. I didn't finish it. I think I got to a point because it isn't an easy game and it's hard to manage. Because basically in the original game, I'm sure 
I don't know if Martin remembers, but uh, and for anybody who didn't play it, you know, you've got your top screen and your bottom screen, and you're managing both characters at the same time. It's and it can get a little hectic. Yeah. So it's um. So it will be interesting to see if they uh if they make that a, li- a little easier to manage, not necessarily less challenging, but just a little easier to manage the characters. And then um, I'm actually very interested in the Mario tennis game because it has a story mode. And so I yeah. want to see, you know, it won't be just just some. I mean, I don't think there's been a bad Mario sports game, but a lot of them have just been, eh, this is fine, you know, whatever. But but usually when they introduce a story mode, they do some really cool and interesting things with it. Hmm. Yeah, I I'm all about story modes and anything, anything that lets you play by yourself. I'm always down for Um Mostly because, you know, these days you don't have people around all the time. It's, it's, you know, you've got some, especially (laughs) with that, you know, with that usual Nintendo polish, you've got, you've got boss battles that involve really good tennis mechanics. I, I bet those will be really great. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be interesting. How about you, Daniel? What do you got coming out of the mini direct that you may be interested in? Well, of course, any excuse to look at Dark Souls, I'll try to do it. But uh, <laughs> um, I, I didn't really, I wasn't really there for the um, mm-hmm. The world ends with you. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what everyone was talking about. I didn't think that I so. Literally every time I saw that, I was like, "What the hell is Twiwi? Whatever, what is that?" Like I was like, "They use that that weird acronym." That's that's the world ends with you. I I literally came, so I was at work all that entire day, and so I came in at the end of the day after direct had finished and everybody had already talked about all the news stuff was done, and I'm going through the Slack and I'm just like, "What the hell is Twiwi? Why is there? Why do y'all keep saying Twiwi? What is that?" (laughs) <laughs> the world ends with you. I didn't yeah. even put it together that that's what those two were. <laughs> I'm looking forward to growing a third thumb to play that game. <laughs> um, of course, I, I've i played uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, but because it, this is Canada and the price of video games for Nintendo games never go down, I never bought donkey kong country tropical freeze just played it so probably try uh try that on the uh on the switch and find out what uh funky mode looks like on every video game (laughs) i'm not sure you see that meme yeah i saw the funky mode meme it looks Uh, cool to me (laughs) (laughs) i do like the idea that pocket tournament is now just adding random uh anthropomorphic objects into his game i know that sword mon was always the thing but now it joins chandelier mon <laughs> and uh, ice cream mon is that one in there i don't know but uh <laughs> and isn't there one that's like literally like a pile of garbage at this point it's <laughs> i don't think there is a pokemon that is a pile of garbage and his name is pikachu no, no. <laughs> wow. No, I can say that because Rebecca's not here. She's the, the, the lightning rat. The trash. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was. Yeah. There's more ports, and finally, people are playing good Wii U games on a platform where they can actually do it. Yeah, because Wii U was not that platform. 
Yeah. Well, I think, you know, a lot of people definitely seem to have an issue with the amount of ports, but, you know, A, a lot of these ones, I, I mean, most of these have never been portable before, to my knowledge. Like, Ease might be the only one that was on Vita, which that means almost no one played it on Vita. And then, um, and yeah, a lot of people just haven't gotten the chance to play these before. If it's new to you, it's a new game. It's... it's yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and let's not forget, you know, the, especially you know the Wii or the Wii, the Switch has not even been out a year, and the, the first, I'd say, the first like two years for both the PS4 and Xbox One. How many remasters and ports did we get? And it was, I'm pretty sure, it was similar for the last generation too. Yeah. Speaking of remasters, we have an Assassin's Creed Rogue remaster coming, guys. Oh my God, who asked for that? <laughs> Martin, I'm not who the was the only person who played it. <laughs> I am literally not going to lie. In the review, I wrote about how I don't remember actually if I wrote it in the review, but I definitely thought it because I played that game after I had bought my PS4. So literally, I had been playing PS like four games, which look, I know people say the jump isn't that big, but Assassin's Creed Unity to Assassin's Creed Rogue is a very big jump. Uh, <laughs> and Assassin's how many face explosions were in Rogue? <laughs> well, none. Um, but there's plenty of other bad effects and things in there because it's just on a console that can't do much more than that. Um, but the remaster trend, I'm all on, man. I'm all on this remaster train. Like Shadow of the Colossus getting remastered this year. How am I on? I don't have anything against the Switch getting games that probably nobody played on if they had came on any other Nintendo system in the last five years. So, makes yeah, like in the case of uh, World Ends <laughs> with You, that's a decade old game. A lot of people probably missed out on that. And it makes perfect sense to bring it back yeah. while and it's in the first there's year. There's a lot of older games that are bring, being brought to the Switch, and I'm all for it. It's <laughs> yeah, like uh, Neo Geo games. Why? <laughs> Every single Neo Geo game, but but also like like was it that that adventure series Siberia, for example, which I hear is really good. I, I'd like to get around to playing that. I yeah. believe that is a game. It is a game. It I think yeah. it's on PS4 too because I've seen or I've seen it somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it, and as far as I know, of a well-reviewed adventure game series, but I just haven't got a chance to try any of them yet. Yeah, I think most interesting about the people who lash out to the idea of ports on there is it's just kind of like, well, I mean, you don't have to play them. No, uh, it's it's <laughs> like it's 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 an option. Like if you and also, I mean, the evidence so far, especially on Switch, is that the audience is there for these ports. You see all these, especially with like indie games that are available and for the most part cheaper on other platforms. It's like, oh. Me, you know, Team Meat just released Super Meat Boy, which is basically Meat, you know, Meat Boy, and it's like we matched our, we almost matched our first day 360 sales. That shouldn't be possible. Yeah, and you see all these, and you see all these, all these devs. Granted, mostly indie, but you see all these devs going. Our our titles are selling incredibly well on the Switch, which is why you suddenly have uh, this huge flood of indie games all being ported, and a lot of. As far as I know, most of the ports of AAA games are doing very well too, even with the Switch tax. 
Yeah, I mean, if if it's a brand new console, there's a ton of people who are buying it right now, and they need something to play. And it's before all of the other things. Um, <clears throat> it's before it's all the other things like really like... flood the console if it starts getting a flood of other games that are brand new, which we'll see if that happens too. That's what I was gonna say. When when like give it, you know. If now, granted, who knows what kind of schedule Nintendo is keeping up with new games? But you know, if they get established with a good, solid flow of new games, we'll see if that actually starts becoming a thing where you know some games just fall off the radar because nobody's buying the old ports now in like a year from now. Yeah, I mean, that that definitely, um, it's just definitely about how many games are available on a platform, like. It's unfortunate, but that just there's not enough time for all of these games. <laughs> it's just not enough. Yeah. Uh, so let's keep it moving. Uh, other Nintendo news, we have Detective Pikachu for Nintendo 3DS in the United States. Finally, release date uh, March twenty third, twenty eighteen. That will probably be the last Pokemon game for that system. <laughs> I don't know, man. You I don't know. know about that. <laughs> I don't okay. know, man. The last new Pokemon, maybe another re-release or something. But they, 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 they're never gonna let it go. It's as long as it keeps selling, they'll probably make some kind of crossover version of everything. Sales grew in 2017. That's what I'm saying. They had another Pokemon. Then the new Pokemon game or the Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, or whatever. Yeah. Really? Awesome. So you know they, they, they got what they doing. They know what they doing. Um. <laughs> Uh, so, in, speaking of things coming back from the past, uh, Xbox is going to get a Duke controller made the available Duke. for the Xbox One uh, by a group called Hyperkin that is bringing the controller back this March. The bad uh, cats of the 21st century. And uh, I, I wonder I if they read that cautionary Hyperkin tale. Has a bunch of retro consoles, basically. Yeah, like, I've heard, you know how everyone's, like, GameCube or Nintendo 64 controllers were uh, Mad Cat's, like, knockoffs. Hyperkin is now the modern one. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. I, 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 did anyone like playing with that controller? Why would you do this? I, I remember not having a problem with it, but it wasn't, like, my favorite controller or anything. There are some people... I mean, granted, there, there's pockets of fans for goddamn everything these days, but there are definitely some people who are like, this controller was awesome. <laughs> but is it $70 awesome? Right. I mean, right. I mean think, of who's going, think of who's actually going to buy this. They will probably pay $70 for it. Yes, but again, how mm. big is that market and how why is that market? <laughs> How, why is that, Mark? How, why? <laughs> why? Just why? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, uh, in in other news, of again, more things trying to be brought back. NBA Jam announcer is trying to bring back, he's on fire, because it's the 25th anniversary of NBA Jam. And so he's doing the media rounds um, because he's going to be at a game on uh, sometime with at the Clippers Stadium um, with them and the Kings to yeah, do his own Let's get that. Let's, let's get like a classic edition of like three or four versions of NBA Jam on the Switch. Let's have 
instead of these wannabes like NBA playgrounds that aren't very good. <laughs> I think it's it's one of those things where we kind of have to look at it and just say, hey, you know, maybe just maybe we enjoyed these things more when we were younger. <laughs> I'm not yeah. saying it would be like a you know people would probably play and be like. Oh, uh, yeah, but it's. It, I think it would be worth a pickup and play every now and again. Just not something you spend hundreds of hours on or anything. It's funny, though, that NBA Jam's creators are paying more attention to it on its 25th anniversary than Nintendo for Super Metroid back in the day. <laughs> I mean, that's got to hurt all the way from downtown. <laughs> Man. I mean, look, people are they're getting a new Metroid game. They should just be happy that's happening. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when they announced the new Metroid, After the first years thing... of going, Metroid is dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, first Metroid was dead. Now they're back. And the first thing Sama said, at least what I heard from my sources, is boom shakalaka. So that's... <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Metroid was as dead as Mega Man was also dead. And now look at it. Look at where. Yeah. Look at us now. Now uh... look at us. Now look at us. <laughs> All right, and then Blaze Blue cross tag battle. This is just an interesting story. They have twenty oh. DLC fighting characters, and remember there will be how eight uh, character packs. I, remember how Arc System works was like, oh, we're a good company because of Dragon Ball Z, and then Fighter Z, and then they're, now they're like, no, I we're mean, not. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know. I'm packs. kind of on the fence because, like, I mean, it's it's. You know, if they've got a roster of 20 good fighters to begin with, I don't think it's that terrible that they've got a bunch of DLC characters. But I, I think they're. Go ahead. What did you say, Dan? I think. I aren't they available like day one? That's a little. That seems a little sketchy. Yeah. Um, I'm not quite sure, but four. There are 40 characters in S, and 20 of them are DLC. Wait say that one more time i just want to make sure i'm hearing that correctly <laughs> there are 20 currently announced characters and four and 20 dlc announced question mark question mark question mark characters across several dlc packs gotcha so uh, no those probably wouldn't all come out at the same time no nah, probably be, not it but half it of its roster is dlc yeah i mean i don't i don't know i i would say 20 is an okay number it's not it's certainly not the uh hot, a super high number but if they're 20 distinct characters yeah that's i guess it know, depends i, I don't on... i don't see a huge problem I, I don't see the huge problem honestly yeah i mean i think it's just uh i mean that's that's people being super reactionary to dlc because people are super reactionary to dlc no matter what uh i mean <laughs> Not really, because, like... It's not like they're selling the real ending to the game. <laughs> yeah, but the, only so many characters can have... And that's not even really a fighting game. That's an adventure ga graphic... Well, an adventure game? The uh, Asura's Wrath? I mean, yeah, I that's no that's idea. the example. But there's there's actually other games that do that, too. But they're... Yeah. But the thing is, if you were a fan of this game... Uh everyone and absolutely everyone went from day one to day never or day definitive edition yeah i don't like, i just don't think it's a good move shit on yeah like 20 of 40 characters dlc 
I feel like, well, how many characters did Street Fighter Five start out with? Because I don't think that they've even reached. I think they have 15 characters that have been added over the course of three years. Because season three is, I think, or 18, because there's another six characters in season three. I don't really know. Let's see. And that's over several years. This is, we have these characters, and we know exactly what they're going to be, and we're working on them, but half of them will be behind DLC. Yeah, I mean, it feels like they, I feel like they are Street. probably saying that they, either they didn't make enough money on the first one, <laughs> or the first, or they're not making enough money on the games to have that many characters, and keep paying for development or um something else is is in the air in terms of them just being like well we're gonna have more characters but we'd rather put the game out right now there's something in the reason why they chose to do that i'm not sure it's the best reason our best time to do that um in the post battlefront world <laughs> having a clear <laughs> plan of dlc that is um and and any kind of transactions in a game, especially in light of the full Mia culpa of Destiny Two, uh, <laughs> I think it's really. I think they're being upfront about it, but I think that they probably made a mistake with how many characters are DLC. I, I think uh, also key Ruby characters are DLC too. You say key Ruby characters? I don't. I don't from, know enough about the game to be like, from, yeah. Well, I think <laughs> I know you what mean that is. from that. From that web series R W B Y, right? Yeah, Ruby. Yeah, I'm, I've seen a little of that, but like, I mean, it's between Blaz Blue, Persona, Ruby, and the other one. <laughs> the other one. <laughs> Fighting games. Fighting games. <laughs> um. Yeah. So you know, I just thought it was interesting that they decided to go with that. Um. It's very, uh, very much of a older time um, to have that many at, or to announce all of them at once. Because at least with the like with Street Fighter, you got, oh, this is what's coming out this year with the game. This is what is added on. Then each year they add all the characters together, then add the new characters again and afterward. I don't know. I think the way that they announced it may be weird, um, even if it is about the same as what other character or what other games have done. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see. You know, is is the difference that they didn't space out announcements? So what? I, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's coming out May thirty first, and you announced half your character. Oh, sorry, it's June fifth, May thirty first in Japan. And you're saying that half of your known roster in a game half a year away is DLC. It's just optics, quite honestly. Like, yeah. with with Street Fighter, people didn't like that the characters are coming out separately for that either. But it did the same thing with um, Killer Instinct. And then they did the same thing with... <laughs> well, Killer Bad example, but entirely different because of its free-to-play nature. Yeah, like they went for you're going to get only one player to play and then you can buy this character pack. And then each new season brought new character packs. And uh, there's like an entirely different like story mode. Like each season is like an entire 
branch of new gameplay. Same with Street Fighter, which now with the arcade edition coming will have a bunch of uh, different features and uh, also a bunch of new characters. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Uh, see how it turns out. I don't necessarily play Blaze Blue. Uh, I'm not really into the animated fighter games too much, but um, we'll see how it turns out. Um, in other news, uh, randomly, uh, Hideki Kamiya um, talks about the future of Devil May Cry on Twitter. Just throwing it out there with ideas. He's like looking at some of the trends in games and the graphics that are being thrown in. And he's mostly like, you know, whatever the new Devil May Cry game is, um, maybe it could use a full model change um, or approach like the new God of War. And instead of being like an anime style hack and slash, they turn DMC5 into like this cinematic action game. Um, Go ahead. (laughs) Well, it's weird because, I mean, Hideki Kamiya is responsible for some of the greatest games or an IP that we've seen in the last little while. But, like, obviously when he said uh, full model change, he didn't mean the Devil May Cry Dante from uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, which looked garish at best. <laughs> but um, uh, the thing is with the, the Devil May Cry games that were the good ones pre d lowercase mc and the <laughs> fuck you edgelord uh, protagonist that that game had they were very dedicated to its smooth silky character action six smoking style gameplay mm-hmm. or smoking six style whatever like it has a very dedicated audience to it and switching dmc up to be five to be more of like a set pc fight the angels and demons god of war style maybe (laughs) (laughs) i mean i don't know i i i just looking at his uh that was something he tweeted at like 4 a.m yesterday well that's (laughs) that's like 6 p.m in japan though well uh, i'm saying like in terms of within the last 24 hours or within the last 36 hours or so uh he's more or less like look i didn't say they had to change i didn't say that i wanted to see it become god of war i just said maybe they should try something different with the series yeah and he's he's like uh he pointed out like some of the people who wrote about it and was like uh because of this stupidity because they the, the headline is Devil May Cry creator wants DMC5 to be like new God of War. And he's like, the people who don't understand language, I have to keep blocking more and more. <laughs> yeah, soon he will block the entire Twitter and it'll just be him and the <laughs> cosplay artist for Bayonetta on there. Well, as, I mean, honestly, as the last DMC game, DMC was my favorite I would like another one of those. <laughs> oh, man. I only played, like, um, I went through DMC. Let me see. Because um, I actually did, I did the review for DMC. And, I, I, yeah, um, and I, I, I would not have, well, the funny thing is I would not have it. discovered it at all if I had not gotten it free on PS Plus. Because I've, you know, I love the first game. And then the next couple, I was like, this is, eh. And then I really like DMC. Mm. 
Yeah, I mean, I like the action in it, but I'm not going to lie to you. Like, most of it felt a bit schlocky, a little bit schlocky. And I was like, all right, well, you know, this is a game. It has good combos. I don't know how good it is because I'm not good at this type of game. <laughs> um, and it's it's just funny looking at his, his timeline. He's just like, look, I don't even work at Capcom. How can I change anything? <laughs> So it was a funny story, I thought. Uh, last piece of news: Have any of y'all, have any of you kept up with the Game Informer coverage of God of War at all? Uh, not really. Not particularly, anyway. Not anything really recent. Yeah. So they had uh, they put out. Obviously, you know, Game Informers like has their sting that they do for their uh, all their releases now, where they get to do like. Fast 100 questions and then, like, some interviews and stuff like that. So, in one yeah. of them, they were talking about the way that they ended up making this game, which was that Sony basically was like, no more God of War. <laughs> and they had to pitch them something different in order for them to agree to make it. Um, and so, they actually had to go through, like, before they could even think of making a new god of war they had to create a new entire way of making god of war because the last ascension did not do well (laughs) and sony i guess saw the writing on the wall of what it would be to release a new game um but yeah so to think a series that made as much money for them as it did uh sony was like no more god of war (laughs) no no more of that. We need to do something different. And so that's how we ended up with a Norse mythology of of God of War with a new perspective shift and all these other different things. Um, and then they ditched swimming um, in, the last, in the last feature they wrote. So because of the fact that they move the camera in closer and you have another character that's like always next to you with the kid, they couldn't like they didn't want to put all the resources into making sure you could have like these realistic swimming scenes, like over the shoulder swimming scenes. So they ditched swimming and uh, went with a boat. So that's why you see them in a boat traveling around where like you see like the big snake come out of the water or serpent, that's if you want to call probably it probably for the best, because historically speaking, like water and gameplay are not a great mix. No, <laughs> like, not at like- all. Like, underwater sections are generally terrible. Places where you have to swim are generally bad. (laughs) Yeah, you know, the funny thing is, is I was talking to my nephew, and he was getting excited about Anthem. Uh, And, you know, there's that part of Anthem. (laughs) Look, I know. I know. He's a child. I'm trying to teach him the ways. Uh, <laughs> oh, let him be excited before he gets ultimately disappointed. (laughs) I, I, well, I was just telling him, I was like, don't get too excited about this video footage, man, because that final game may look nothing like that at all. Like this was announced a year ago and we haven't seen or however long it was six, seven months ago. And we haven't seen anything else of it that says that it's 100 percent going to look like that. But the main reason I was telling him was like you have a character that's flying in the air and then goes underwater and then is propelling themselves underwater and there are multiple characters on the screen at the same time, 
yeah, man, I am not getting that excited about that because it may not look like that at all. <laughs> Anything oh, that man. has water in it, there's so many physics variables they have to take into account that I'm just like, there's a reason we don't get very many swimming games. Let's just let's just leave it where it is. If Anthem can pull it off, maybe another game will in the future. But well, we we got many boat and swimming mechanics in uh rare's last chance or whatever it's called <laughs> sea of thieves is there what you it's go called. <laughs> oh man that game is going to be interesting for all those who enjoy I mean, pirates i yeah i i i mean everything i hear about is positive but the problem is you know i don't think anybody's really talking about it outside of the people who play the beta yeah like i feel like I'll, i've heard a lot of good things about star citizen <laughs> but the people who play Star Citizen... I'm pretty Citizen sure that's a cult invested... at this point. Uh, cults... Uh, I think it's more of a Ponzi scheme because I'm pretty sure you can get money or bonuses for recruiting people to the game. Wait, what? It's a, it's a multi... No, no. <laughs> Let me check this Star Citizen referral. Yep, referral you, code. You tell two friends and they tell two friends and they... Yeah, okay, so let me bring you up the referral program. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Earn a free trip to Gamescom 2017 and other great rewards with our all-new Robert's Space Industries 2017 referral contest. Simply gain referral points by sharing your Star Citizen referral code with friends. Each friend who pledges to Star Citizen using your referral code earns you one point. Referral point. Check out our RSI 2017 referral contest ladder for a complete list of rewards. It went from April 20th to August 8th. This is literally the Scientology of gaming. Wow. You you get one one RP or more. You get a T. Uh, Ten, you get a Star star kitten pink dragonfly ship leaderboard top spot you get a uh idris m frigate you get a frigate and if you got 22942 lifetime referral points you get a free trip to gamescom bah this is uh (laughs) the leaderboard got to 1994 at the top so no one got a free trip to my knowledge. But how is this not a multi-tiered marketing <laughs> multi-level marketing plan? Mar- That's multi-level what it is. marketing. There you go. I mean, it, it's one of those things where it's like, look, look, there are legitimate there's legitimacy to many, many, many things in life. Um, some of these companies operate and they actually end up getting people things in the end. But recruiting other people to pay money into a game to get a trip to Gamescom? Nah, man. This is this is no, but <laughs> this there's is, also a like whole nother really, life. Really big in-game ship. Oh, there's also there's Sergeant. You get Okay, so there is a referral program that's not the twenty seventeen list and yeah, there's 2017 for commanding ship um million mile high club access a bunch of ships yeah it's just a bunch of ships and 
since people spend thousands of dollars mm -mm. thousands of dollars on items in this game including 95 45 275 dollar ships i can kind of see like there's a serious amount of money being thrown around yeah yeah which which makes sense uh, why there are people who are devoted to being like, look, y'all might get screwed out of this. Y'all might get screwed out of this. Maybe. <laughs> I'm just trying to find the price range over 400. I like how over 400 is a <laughs> designation. Yeah, it's it's that whole thing is weird, man. Especially when they're getting sued now too, and all these other different things going on around that game. Well, it's funny because it doesn't sound like they did anything wrong from what I can tell. Yeah, but you never know. Uh, it's, uh, it's The law is a crazy land. Um, <laughs> people who absolutely probably did things get away with stuff. People who did nothing don't. Um, anyway... Moving on. So, Eric, you weren't here uh, when we when we went through this last time. Uh, mm -hmm. But, um, you know, we all went through and talked about what we think are going to be some of the biggest gaming stories of 2018. Um, so this was like looking at whether it'll be a a game personality, a trend or like a different worry about what's happening in the industry, whatever it may be like. What do you think will be some of the biggest gaming stories of 2018 that we may see? If Nintendo's online service actually happens and comes together <laughs> in any kind of, like, way whatsoever. <laughs> because, like, we don't even have any, like, when, when, when is it supposed to launch now? Does anybody know? Fall 2018. <laughs> yeah, and that was pushback from, like, early 2018. Yeah. I, I think originally it was fall 2017, then early 2018, and now it's fall 2018. Yeah, that's yeah. That I don't think we actually mentioned that. Now that I go, like, let me look and see if anybody mentioned that on the last show <laughs> with my notes. Um, yeah, um, Owens mentioned Nintendo's momentum, but he did not well, mention I, the online I mean, service. Yeah, their their momentum will continue. I've I have no question of that. It's you know, momentum is always a tricky thing, but I think 2018, they'll have plenty of momentum, and then we'll see if they can keep going in 2019, 2020. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't have any doubt that it won't stop. Like, literally, I think I told it on the last podcast, um, not the Game of the Year show, but the one prior to it, right. um, where, you know, like I just said, like, my friend got it as a birthday gift from his family. My coworkers are talking about it. Like literally, my coworker the other day was tr was trying to basically back talk. Yeah, it's one of those things. We we <laughs> all laughed when they showed those those ads and everything. It's like, oh, you know, people this age aren't going to play this on rooftops and bar. Yes, they are. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> like, <laughs> but um, my coworker was like talking about playing Mario Kart. Um, because we have like this 21 day challenge going right now for fitness goals. Um, and she was like, yeah, I told myself that I was going to go do yoga. And then I ended up doing Mario Kart. 
Uh, <laughs> and then uh, she was like, I'm going to bring the Switch in next week and then we can play. And so, you know, we'll we'll see if that actually happens or if I ever have time to do it. But um, yeah, that was really that was really funny <laughs> um, for uh, for me. I said last time it was the Battle Royale trend, but the other one, um, given that uh, and I didn't mention this last time, but I and part of it was uh, I thought that they would have an announcement this January about it, but really looking forward to Fire Emblem. Whatever that game makes it to the Switch. Well, I think, and I don't, I don't want to give any credence to the a direct, a real direct always follows the mini direct oh. thing that's been going around. <laughs> I do, I do think there is at least in the next few months we will see a direct that focuses on Nintendo first party stuff, which will probably include Fire Emblem. But in the next several months, not in a couple weeks, like everybody seems to be thinking. <laughs> Yeah, I, that was the only thing that I was disappointed about from the direct. Like I came out of that thing and I was like, you know, 15 minutes is a really cool amount of time to announce things. I just wish. Also, <laughs> literally dropping without no, without any actual notice. Like people seem to, you know, like people seem to guess it was happening, but like there was no announcement. It just dropped on their website. I think they could have easily told people on Tuesday, but they just wanted to troll for whatever reason. Because, it makes like, sense. Wednesday, because Wednesday GameStop um, official Twitter account said, oh, here's uh, there's a new Nintendo Direct tomorrow morning. No, no. They, their account said Direct for 45 minutes. That's why they deleted it oh, right away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's and um that was ahead. and that wasn't on the day of the direct that was the day before or yeah so like obviously it was in flux and they wanted to instead post a a chibi robo on fire <laughs> which would be a teaser for solaire somehow which yeah <laughs> which i mean maybe this will come to light but how but with them doing that image how is chibi robo not some kind of like dlc thing for <laughs> dark souls on switch i really want there to be dark souls related switch exclusives hmm? uh, i mean like, switch related dark souls exclusive yeah. content is there some is there some exclusive amiibo content we don't know about yet chibi robo interesting amiibo content i believe there i don't is there a chibi robo amiibo i have no idea that's yeah didn't someone burn this to bring forth oh you're, you are correct direct? that might <laughs> yeah yeah hell, i can buy one on amazon for two bucks <laughs> wow what a deal oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man <sighs> Well, you know, the only other thing that uh, that I'm now interested in is how is this Overwatch League going to play out, yo? Because it looks like they are way in more business, um, and it looks like Twitch has hopped on the right train because I saw Overwatch League being talked about in places I'd never expected to. Um, and it looks like they are going to continue this run of just being the game people know about, uh, Overwatch or, you know, like somehow they've I mean, made it mainstream to be a very popular video game in ways that even League of Legends and Dota 2 have not, <laughs> or World of Warcraft. So, yeah, I mean, like you, 
just look at the team owners. Do you have like Energy Esports, Immortals, Team Envy, Craft Group of the New England Patriots, <laughs> Jeff Wilpon of the New York Mets, mm-hmm. Comcast Spectator for the Philadelphia Flyers, and you got like I'm just t- Toronto Team One. Toronto held the League of Legends um, national, uh, regional nationals. So why can't we get some esports? Got to get them esports. Or as you all right. yeah, the other T-sports. The other side effect of this, obviously, is going to be that, the, that, the, um, that, you know, who's going to, you know, if Overwatch League is a success, they're going to try and do a bunch of other ones, and they'll prob- probably 99% of them will flop hard. I doubt it, mm-hmm. but because the sheer amount of startup money, like they went ham in this to the point where Twitch is paying ninety million dollars over two that. years yeah. exclusively to show this. Well, Amazon is, but <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. it's. I don't man. know. Ninety million dollars is that much to Amazon, really? <laughs> well, not not with Jeff. One oh five billion Bezos. Yeah. Um, the future is now. <laughs> Anyways, uh, and on the topic of things for twenty eighteen, that uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what the Detective Pikachu trailer will look like. Because <laughs> here's this is the most interesting Nintendo related IP to me because a movie with the name Star was announced mm-hmm. before the US version of a game was even revealed with an official release date in North America. <laughs> with not Danny DeVito, but Vancouver's very own Ryan Reynolds as the voice <laughs> of Detective Pikachu for your Canadian fact of the day. Yeah. You know... Do you so... know the words to O Canada? I do not. I only... <laughs> I literally only know O can... No, no, that's it. That's all I got. In our home and native land. That's that. There about you go. The there you go. Knowledge. I knew have you native land been... didn't know the other part. <laughs> have you ever been to a Hawks game against the Raptors? No, I don't. A, a Braves game against the Blue Jays. I don't go to Atlanta sports because Atlanta sports are disappointment. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I've been to I one hockey either. game ever. I couldn't even tell you what the teams were. Uh, Atlanta. Let me let me tell you something, man. After the Super Bowl, there's just nothing you can tell me that that's going to let me believe Atlanta sports will ever be great again. There's just no way. If that, Cleveland that... can get prominent again, well, not saying that they'll never, but as of right now, while I live here, uh, it's it's uh, given the day's events, I think, and the Super Bowl and everything else that is Atlanta sports. Uh, I'm cool with the just being like, yeah, I live in Atlanta. Teams are bad. Teams are not good. <laughs> maybe, uh, yeah, I was going to say, maybe uh, the Falcons could play Overwatch. 
<laughs> and then they could also make blow a twenty-seven to three lead. I mean, uh, Packers <laughs> Packers players played a uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z the other day. Really? Yep. And now we're mixing the sports ball and the games. Yep. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, well, you know, let's know we don't need to prolong this any longer than it needs to go. So, you know, it, we want we I just wanted to get together to chat about a few things and see how everybody was doing. Unfortunately, yeah. it's been a long week. Uh in general. Long week. Not a lot of news. <laughs> not a lot of news. Long week. Not a lot of entertainment to be filed. But um AGDQ is pretty fun. What what? AGDQ's been pretty fun. I have not actually watched much of that. I might as... watch a little some I might watch some archive stuff tomorrow. I've had no time. You said they did they did Tropical Freeze already, right? With the a fast version of it going through it. Like was... what do you mean this this year? Yeah, have they done that one yet? Um, let me check the schedule. That right now they're at one point as of this podcast at this time, they've raised one point six million dollars for Prevent Cancer Foundation, and Trop is not one of the games this year. They really? did have Donkey Kong Country Two, Diddy's Conquest, and ah. uh, that was a Warpless race, any percent, and then they did a Reverse Boss Order. Donkey Kong Country, which involves glitching in hilariously wacky, difficult ways and going (laughs) to the end of the game to beat the penultimate boss and then the pen penultimate boss all the way back to World 1 and then beat um, King K. Roll. All right. You know, I'm looking at the list of these games and the fact that they're beating these games in like 10, 15, 20 minutes is just... Like, I remember how much time I put into Infamous First Light. 20 minutes to beat that game is, is, is as <laughs> asinine. <laughs> really? Not that there's a lot to no, do in that game, one. but it says 18 minutes. Oh, oh okay. Maybe That's um, the setup time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Setup time. I'm looking at the wrong side. I'm like, 18 <laughs> minutes to beat that game? Jesus. I'm like... If if it took that long, I would have to see what wacky game breaking <laughs> stuff is in that game. Right, right. Like that's what I was thinking. Like, well, they've definitely broken something in that game. Um, maybe they just get rid of. You can just get rid of all plot lines. That's how it works. Like you just nope. You start at the beginning and then you just end it. It just goes straight to the end. Just run through the end of the game. Um, yeah, because <laughs> like I saw the Ori and the Blind Forest Definitive Edition four-player run, which I think is the first games done quick race of a high-definition game. Mm-hmm. And that game was pretty difficult. Uh, who else played Ori and the Blind Forest? I have not played it. Yeah, I keep meaning to get to it, but it's yeah, a really great, excellent pl- uh, Metroidvania game. It took them thirty-five minutes. Jesus. It's a difficult, rewarding. That's the other thing. I heard it was game. a really hard game, which not enticed me to get into it real soon. But the thing <laughs> is, it has a save system where you just drop a save point anywhere. Hmm. Oh, but Man. see, that's then. Then it's counting on me to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I and remember. Death. <laughs> death is you're back in the game within less than two seconds. No, you know what I need to watch now that I'm looking at this thing? I gotta watch this speed run of Burnout Paradise. 
uh, because what the, the hell does a burnout paradise speed run look like? <laughs> yeah, plus it'll make you feel a little bit better after not seeing the game get a remaster announcement on the Switch. It, it, yeah, well, they had the Japan remaster announcement, weirdly enough, or like somebody found out the Japan announcement. I don't know. There was a Burnout Paradise news previously about it being remastered. Yeah, there was something that there was no, no confirmation, but there was something that basically looked very much like it was going to be an HD the Burnout HD Paradise remaster or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so here's the Gamatsu article. It says Electronic Arts will release a Burnout Paradise HD remaster Which, title tentative for PlayStation 4 in Japan. In Japan. 16th. Yeah. Which yeah. I was going to say, it's the only reason that strikes me as possibly not true is because EA hasn't released remasters of anything. Yeah, but like nothing. They haven't they done did, anything. They I'm pretty did sure it's legit servers. though. <laughs> yeah, like there's there's nothing in here that says it's a rumor. They're just mm-hmm. saying that it came from somebody's uh like it's actually an official listing or something like that. So we'll see. We'll see. But Hopefully that game eventually does make it out because, um, well, at least for consumers, it'll be great. It won't be great for the people who are making that one arcade game that's a racing game by Code Breakers that I can't remember the name of right now. And Code Breakers arcade re- uh, racing game. Yeah. Um, what's the name of it? It's it's in... Let me see. I, I know the name of this game. Yes, I know the name of this game, and it's completely leaving me that it is not on Rush. That's the name of the game. Um, that's, what's, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking of. Oh, man. Yeah. Anyway, I started ending this podcast 20 minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> Daniel George, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me on uh, Twitter at it's Daniel George. You can find me writing for App Trigger at App Trigger. <laughs> you can find me writing for Surviving Tribal at Surviving Tribal, and and you can find me on Twitch.tv slash Degenerator playing weekly. Uh, Divinity Original Sin 2, I was going to stream Slay the Spire, which is an excellent uh, dungeon-crawling roguelike card game, deck-building card game. Mm-hmm. I probably should have gotten into further detail about that, but <laughs> I woke up too late. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I was out celebrating last night. The imbibements. Imbibs. Did you also feel the imbibes, Eric? Oh no, I I I've been too way too busy working on things, including uh, if you're into RPGs and want to what is gonna want to know what you're gonna be playing a lot of this year. Uh, look for my list of 18 RPGs for 2018, which should be out early this week on AppTrigger.com. Word word. And with all of that, you can find me at GOTMAB21 on Twitter. You can find any of my musings about things 
on apptrigger.com. You can also find me at a movie theater near you watching any movie I want. Uh, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Who told you you can't watch movies? They told me I can't watch movies. And because they told me I can't watch movies, that means that we got to watch another movie. And because they told me that you can't watch movies either, Daniel, you got to watch another movie. Because you can't let them tell you what to do, Daniel. They are going to always try to hold you down. Is this this movie pass deal? <laughs> yeah, I, I just go to I just go, I'm about to go to the movies tonight to go see either the post or the I think I got the post is what I chose. So I'm oh, gonna go see the post. I heard tonight. the post is good. It's yeah, a man. movie about newspapers by people in the Oscar, uh in the Academy. It will do well. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I mean, it's a newspaper. It's a movie about newspapers. I don't know any. They can't make a bad movie about newspapers because mo- newspapers are inherently boring by their very nature. So they can only pick the good stories to tell. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh man. But yeah, I'm about to go see uh, the post tonight. Probably going to go see the Greatest Showman tomorrow. I gotta see Molly's Game. There's a lot I gotta go see. Um, I, I, I like the idea of Molly's Game just because poker is inherently fun. It is. We need more gambling movies. Is what I was telling my coworkers. Like, why yeah. don't we have more gambling movies? I'm all for gambling <laughs> movies, heist movies. Any of that? I was gonna say there was there was a minute where there was a lot of gambling movies. I think I think when poker was at its height on ESPN. When Chris Moneymaker was uh, right, I was... wouldn't. I I like who wants to watch these people play cards for hours? But I I watched some of the movies. I was gonna say I'll tell you who millions of Canadians who couldn't watch hockey and needed sports programming. That's <laughs> big reason why it got popular. Oh man. Anyway. That's your Canadian fact of the day. <laughs> Another Canadian fact of the day. Damn, uh, we almost managed to get away with that, without having one. The uh, so I leave you with this: our quote from Half Life Two, a game that will never receive a sequel, and we need to give it up. How many are there in you? Whose hopes and dreams do you encompass? Could you but see the eyes in your own, the minds in your mind? You would see how much we share. Everybody, have a wonderful evening, a great rest of your weekend, and we will see you next week.